But we're going to enjoy this one, and uh, we know we've got a, a, a big-time opponent coming up. Coach Staggs is unbelievable, and, and the whips are great, and we remember what happened last time we played them, so we, we got a lot of work ahead of us. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. going on everybody we are back it is the pll new york playoff recap show right here on the outside the box podcast brought to you by underground sports philadelphia kyle bennett otb herm live from underground studios herm what a saturday night we had at red bull arena redwoods chaos chrome archers battling for spots in philly and we're we're happy right now because we are we are exquisite. We are beyond happy. Good morning, everybody. If you are listening to this, we are coming to you live, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed Sunday morning from Underground Studios. If you haven't already, I'm gonna just start this off early. Take it off. If you haven't already, make sure that you go leave us a five-star rating review on the Apple Podcast. That's the little purple podcast app on your iPhone. If you don't have an iPhone, it's okay to subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your uh, your podcasts. Though, if you have an iPhone, go to the Purple Podcast app, leave us a five-star rating and review, and in that rating and review, let us know who you think is going to win in the championship game next week. We found out that the Redwoods are going to be taking on the Whip Snakes. We can't wait to see you guys in Philadelphia. It's going to be a crazy weekend. We have a lot planned, like a, a lot of Our stuff home planned. Turf. So... Go leave that five-star rating review. It goes a long way, guys. It really helps us grow as a podcast, gets more ears listening. And, I mean, if you guys love this podcast, you want to let everybody else know that it's a podcast they should be listening to. Big but that being said, Wild Night and it's, uh, in the, where were we last North night? Jersey, North, North Jersey, Jersey, whatever New you want York, to call Red it. Bull Arena. <clears throat> I'm still a little spacey. I was up to, like, four editing that vlog. Well, so, all. I mean... You know, Go this check is out this, the Twitter vlog. It's it's a grind, guys. You just gotta get after it. And uh, that's enough about us, though. Let's talk some lacrosse. I mean, um, you ready to talk lacrosse? Herm, you want to talk lacrosse? Herm, please tell me you want to talk lacrosse. I am ready to talk about my boys. I think we should talk about lacrosse. <laughs> Do you want to talk about lacrosse? Redwoods <laughs> chaos was an absolute baller matchup. Dude, it was probably like one of the best games we've seen all season. I mean, holy back and forth. Back and forth. I mean, the Redwoods though. I mean, holding team to one goal in the second half and not just any team in this league, but the Chaos, the ultimate probably the Magicians front the, 3, the best offense other than the Redwoods Whip Snakes. Not only that, Herm, but the entire game Connor Fields held without a goal. I know, man. I mean, Lando Island. That, 
that is something that Garrett Apple and Matt Landis are just like <clears throat> tip your freaking hat, man. Lando These are Island. some bulldogs out here because they kept that man quiet all night long. I mean, the defense for the Redwoods is what won them this game. Uh, Redwoods end up winning this game twelve to seven. They literally were tied. At tied the most half-time. of the game, like. Halftime, they went in tight. It was a 5-1 first quarter for Redwoods and then a 5-1 second quarter for Chaos. It felt like the score was 6-6 for a really long time. Like, I just kept looking up and it was still 6-6. And it was kind of funny, though, because it was the same in the other game. Mm -hmm. That being said, though, I mean, this game was tight. Like, I wrote, I take notes every game, and after the first quarter, I said, this isn't going to be the Chaos. Like, they're going to come back and have a hell of a second quarter here. They literally matched them goal for goal and tie it up going into the half and at the half i'm thinking to myself i don't know who's winning this game each team has been playing very it was an ebbs and flow type of game Mm -hmm. i mean you're gonna get a lot of offense but at once and that is what we were getting so i couldn't have predicted who was gonna win it and um i was just i was honestly pulling for the redwoods yesterday though man uh it was just a an all-out battle and you know redwoods was super consistent Jules Henningberg, two goals. Ryder Garnsey, two goals. Joe Walters, two goals. Brent Adams, two goals. Sergio Perkovich, two goals. John Sexton, one goal and one two-point goal, which was absolutely oh, filthy. that Sexton goal was flames, dude. He's, like, such a little goofy kid, too, and I love him. But, like, that was it. What, back did, they, back what did they mark his shot at? Like, 104, I think? Something it like was that. a rip, guys. I mean, you couldn't even see it. It was absolutely unreal. It's back-to-back weeks. He's had absolutely disgusting goals. So we might have to I mean, just name the disgusting goal of the week after John Sexton because that's just what like he does. It was like the sexy Sexton goal of the week. I like that. That was a very clever one for me. Um, and then Matt Cavanaugh with two assists, you know, it was just twos across the board for this Redwoods team. And uh, Greg Renlian wins 55% of the face-offs big time. He looked great Greg out there. went off yesterday. Greg looked great. I mean, he looked healthy. He looked like a young Greg. He looked like he took five years off of his freaking body. But this was team great. was just like, they were ready to play, and uh, Chaos just came out a little flat. You know, shout-out to our Chaos boys, Andy Towers, Troy Ray, uh, Deemer Class, who unfortunately didn't play yesterday. I talked to Deemer. He did. Mm. He pulled his groin, so that's why he didn't yeah, that's play. That's a tough look, man. Um, Groins are not fun to pull. So shout out to our, our chaos boys, Jared. Jared Newman. We finally delivered the Newman Nukes T-shirt to Jared. Yep. So catch him rocking that sometime soon in the near future in a hometown around you. And uh, you know it was just unfortunate for them because you look at this chaos front who you know touts Miles Thompson, Connor Fields, Josh Byrne, and Eric Scott from time to time. They combined for three of the seven goals that they scored. It's tough when your uh, offense isn't be able to produce. And it's not that they were trying not to produce or looked sloppy. They looked really good. The mm-hmm. Redwoods defense just looked better. And, I mean, it's all started kind of when Garrett Eppel got in that little scrum at the beginning of the game, let them know that he was going to be all up in their got the faces. Crowd pumped up. He got the crowd pumped up. That was the first time all season I've seen someone come out of a scrum doing the old wwe get the like are you not entertained are you not entertained throw up those hands people were going crazy i thought i was watching like the mighty ducks it was another bash brothers it was another redwoods crowd too oh complete redwoods crowd i mean okay so i think that the crowd right behind the benches was sergio perkovich his like family or something because he sent out a picture of all of them they had like pictures of his face and stuff which was awesome but they were loud as heck man they were getting after and that's like the kind of crowd we love to see because i mean this league is just growing every week at the beginning of the season if you would have told me 
like maybe week three at one of those stops that there'd be crowds of I mean, we basically sold out Red Bull yesterday. Like, yeah, there that I can't wait the to see lower the bowl. The lower bowl of Red Bull yesterday was Filth. full. They had the upper deck open. open. I, I don't think they had plans to open up no. the upper deck either. So, I mean, that was pretty amazing. That being said, I mean, the the league has taken leaps and strides and bounds or whatever they call it these days, and I love to see it because. Crowds make the game more fun, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get real-life goosebumps. It actually energizes the crowd. That being said, don't be the guy to try and start the wave. It's a bad look. It's like, a bad look. It's just don't don't uh, be that guy. If there's a wave going on, join it. Don't be the guy that starts it. Pro tip. But you um, look at, yeah. at Chaos, they, they were a little deficient in terms of their attack scoring, but Miles Jones stepped up for them. That Miles was, that was great, a big... Dude. That was a big offensive production game for Miles that we haven't mm. seen in a little bit, which was good. Miles really used the, his body like we haven't seen yeah. in a while. I mean, he, I mean, he's got the six six two fifty frame. Like, why not push guys around? He did that yesterday. I mean, he was shouldering guys down to the cage and just finishing. And I mean, his shot looked better than ever. I think it's a kind of hint at what we're going to see from him in the NLL season since we got that news. Because I mean, he learned. I don't want to say he learned because he's been doing this his whole career, but he really came out and played with that confidence that we haven't seen from Miles in a, in a little bit, honestly, mm-hmm. because, I mean, he just he, he didn't have necessarily the greatest season of his life, and I think that he really showed out on Saturday night. He was just making wasn't sure enough. he was trying to keep his team alive, and he was doing everything he could. Uh, Dane Smith looked good for chaos. Dane again, Smith scored a goal, great, had an dude. assist. Um, Dane can show out on the field too, man. I mean, he is no one to sneeze at. I love watching him play every week, and he brings a lot of skills that he takes from the box game onto the field that make it that much more interesting because, I mean, as different as the games are, if you can bring box skills out on the field, it gives you so much more room to work with and take those in-close skills and expand them. So, I mean, what Dane Smith does on the field is so much fun to watch. And it's strange, you know, looking at this box score – Playing against Chaos, you anticipate two-point goals. Redwood's defense held Chaos to zero two-bombs yesterday. That's insane. I mean, Jared took one, and um, let me tell he you. He got hit on the end of the stick, and it flew. If if that thing went up into the stands, probably would have hit a little child. I don't, I don't think it's landed yet because of how far it, it got launched. It was, it was a wiffle ball, to say the least. But you know what? I mean, holding them... Yeah, that just is a big testament to the transition game that, I mean, guys like Serge Perk dropping back and being able to play that lockdown D on both sides of the line, uh, I mean, that is something you don't see too often. But if you can stop them from gaining those fast breaks and getting shots off, I mean, guys like Troy, Jared, all these long stick middies and defensemen from Chaos who like to rip balls from two-pointers, mm-hmm. and Jake Ficaro, I mean, if you can hold them inside the two-point arc or just not let them get any shots off at all, I mean, you're going to win. You're going to win big, too, probably, because, I mean, that's where they generate so much of their offense, and they relied on a lot of two-point balls all season long. So, I mean, it's tough, yes, but, I mean, you get, you really have to tip your hat to the Redwoods defense here. I mean, Chrome didn't look bad at, no. in any way, shape, or form. Chaos. I mean, chaos, sorry, guys. Uh, chaos didn't look bad at all. Redwoods just looked really freaking good. They looked dialed in, and... Uh, like to be game, honest, I'm I'm terrified about next weekend. <laughs> I, I have to be completely honest. After the game, I got to talk to uh, one of the official head coaches of the podcast, Nat Saint Laurent, uh, just about you know his team's performance going to the championship game, and uh, this is what coach had to say after the game. 
Yeah, I think in the first quarter we executed the game plan right away. You know, we, we were doing good things. We just wanted to out-hustle them. Second quarter, they beat us. You know, it's a heavyweight fight. It's going to go back and forth. And then in the second half, I think this is, don't quote me, second or third time we've given up one goal the entire half. And, uh, you know, our, our defense gets a lot of credit, but they, they deserve more. And, you know, I told Landis after the game, we just created Landis Island, and uh, he did a hell of a job. So that was the difference. And Timmy was phenomenal. I mean, he's not wrong. You know, his team came to play. You look at the guys uh, – that perform, he calls Ryder Garnsey the kid. That might be the one of the kid, best that's nicknames. That's the best nickname I've heard all season long, dude. I also like gave Nat. A, I recorded it, so I know it was an exactly eight second long hug. And let me tell he came you, up and I've, saw us and like, I've never felt more like a man in my life than giving <laughs> Nat Sandler an eight second hug. And I loved it. That was the coolest thing because you know he's coming in the hallway and he sees us and like the first thing he does is just like come and bear hug us. All I pun know. intended. Yeah, literally and Redwood's big bear really hug. It was just really cool because you know he's been on the show. He supports us and like for him to come and react with us after a big win was really cool. So really shout out great, to Nat dude. Got to talk to Andy. He was obviously upset, but you know what? He's ready to go on to the 2020 mm-hmm. season. He's ready to get after it already. And you know what? That's the mentality that you want to see from all these coaches. Yep. Just because your season is over this year doesn't mean it's not time to start getting back on the horse and just getting back after it for the 2020 season. I mean, he's got draft picks to start scouting now. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of work to do behind the scenes that we won't recognize every day of the week on social media. So, I mean, Coach Andy Towers is... He's going to get after in the 2020 season, and to see the chaos fall, kind of uh, kind of disappointing, man. But it, you know what? Hats off to the Redwoods, because three weeks ago, man, I woke up this morning, this was the first thought I had. Three weeks ago, we were literally texting each other like, wow, the Redwoods are just throwing it in. Mm-hmm. They don't care about anything. They want to get that first-round draft pick, maybe. I wasn't they just look quite, lost. They, they looked really lost. And, and then that 17-4 And then they take it out. Washing happened. Yep. And they then, take it out on Chrome, and then next thing you know, they're back in the groove, back into the swing of things. Then. And you just gotta and gotta be aware, man, because this Redwoods team is gonna go off next weekend in Philly. It's been that lineup. The lineup that Nats put I out know. since that seventeen to four loss of five is. attackmen up front has worked. You know what it is? It's because JoJo came on the show. It's true. And he's just got all this good juju. He's just been saving up throughout. He's like an infinity stone in the gauntlet. He really he's is, like man. Powers Nat St. Laurent up. Yep, exactly what it is. But um, no, man. I mean, Redwoods, if you would have told me four weeks ago, three weeks ago that they'd be here, I would have probably not believed you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a credit to how hard they've been working on and off the field. They get absolutely after it. That being said, I mean, I keep saying that being said. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, Philadelphia is going to be wild because the Whip Snakes and Redwoods. They go at it. Other than the blowout game, the one Atlanta in Atlanta was, was probably one of the best lacrosse games we've seen all season. I think that the energy is going to be absolutely through the roof at Philadelphia. So Jules Henningberg getting to play against the team he started with. And it's just all comes full story circle. Lines. You think that this league is rigged or not, eh? Um, but it's going to be a battle of our boys, too. You know, we've know. had Brian Drenner, Channy. Nards, Matt Rambo supports us as well, rocks our merch, and then Jules Henningberg, Greg Garenlian, JoJo, Nat St. Laurent. We we got boys in the championship. Yeah, game. and this is these are the two teams we picked. I'm obviously the Whip Snakes guy, Kyle's the Redwoods guy. So we got a pretty funny episode coming to you live at the end of the week where um Do I do I give them the teaser, Herm? Fuck you. <laughs> Not that teaser. Oh. Uh 
We've got another Redwoods player coming on the podcast. Oh, we do have a little stanky player coming on the podcast later this week, and I'm just going to leave it at that. The kid. The stanky one. Let it be known, the kid is coming on the pod, but congratulations to Redwoods because they 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 deserve the hell out of it. They got all the beer in the world that they wanted, and you know what? They partied hardy. If you haven't already, go peep all their Instagram stories because they went they <laughs> went, went pretty hard. hard last night, and you love to see it. But um, and you know, congrats to Chaos too on just a really successful yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, you can't you finish o- number one o- in the regular season, right? You can't overlook the talent that Super the talented. Chaos came out and rolled out with every week. And you know, you talk- they just fall a little short, man. You know what, oh, dude? I'm getting a little sad talking about this though because like the season ends next week. You talk about Andy Towers having to scout draft picks and everything. One quote unquote draft pick that this Chaos team gets back next year who didn't get to play because of an injury. Austin Stotts is part of chaos. That's true. He will be back without that torn ACL. So you add Austin Stotts to a front of Josh Byrne, Connor Fields, Miles Thompson, Eric Scott. I mean... That's scary. That is incredibly scary. <laughs> I mean, Austin, That allows you to drop Eric Scott back down the midfield and have that yep, front have four. Have him comfortable. And then flutter along Austin with the, back in there. Along with the bomb oh, squad. Oh, yeah. And then, like... Let's say one of those dudes gets hurt. You're not worried at all because you got Austin filling that right Curtis back Dixon up. Curtis Dixon didn't so play talented. this year. Like they yeah. have the talent. Oh yeah, they have plenty. The wings. They have plenty of options coming here in 2020. So I mean, the chaos is going to be set. That being said, I kind of hope that they like expand the league yes. and maybe trade Austin Stotts or something like or that Curtis to one of the or, or Curtis or someone who maybe didn't play for them this season. But that I mean. That's all down the line here. I think right now it's important just to reflect on this weekend. So, Cheers to our boys. But you know what, Kyle? I'm wearing an incredibly comfortable t- t-shirt right now. Yes, you it are. It says Outside the Box Podcast on it. It is probably the most comfortable shirt I have. It's all you wear now. It's all I wear. I only rock our merch because, you know what, if you have merch, you might as well wear it. Plug yourself. Self-plugging. I don't care. I'm not ashamed of it. But our friends at Design Tree are also not ashamed of it. Right now, you should be taking out your phone, going onto our Design Tree storefront, buying our merch, and using the code DSGN5 for $5 off your first order. And if you select a certain t-shirt or another, there might be another code for you to use to take even more money off your order. So if you haven't already, make sure you go check out our Design Tree storefront where you can buy our merch help support the podcast and honestly i mean it helps fund us getting to all these weekends and getting to eat and, you know live like people and you can follow them on twitter at dsgn tree and they have a hilarious twitter they chirp everyone they're and great it's, it's amazing so if you haven't already week. go follow them go buy our merch and uh let's talk about this archers k chrome game man. yeah a very exciting a game. very interesting game we see alex ready get his first start in the pll we also see Alex get ready. <laughs> Alex get ready. Uh, we also see Alex ready get pulled in the first quarter. <laughs> Unfortunately. So I mean, uh, he was on a very tight, tight leash, as they say, mm-hmm. which is which was interesting to me because I th- think I felt as though if you're going to let the kid get out there and make his first appearance, you just let you just roll with him. Yeah. That being said, I mean. Brett Queener actually looked pretty freaking good out there until he took one off the dome. and Had his whole fan section out there. He did. He had an entire fan section behind the net once at one point. They were cheering for him. Uh, ooh, Chirping me. at the archers saying they, they were, couldn't score. They were chirping the archers. They were cheering for Brett. I mean, that was amazing. It was and hilarious. Then, I mean, he had a couple good runs up the field. No goals or anything. But, you know, he got the ball cleared and did what he does 
like for fun because he doesn't mind leaving the crease. And I mean, it was just cool because you never know when his career is going to end. I mean, he's obviously an older guy turns in the 35 league. 35 at the end of the month. Turns 35 really soon. So, I mean, if this was the last hurrah for Brett Queener, then I'm honored to say that I was there and got to see it. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, he has a storied career, obviously coming up through Albany, being one of the greatest goalies to ever go through that program. And then just his professional career has, says stands alone. I mean, what a talent. So, if that was the last time we saw Brett Queener play... Hey, man, it was one hell of a ride, and I really enjoyed it. If not, can't wait to see you again next year. But, I mean, to be there for that, that would be pretty sweet. Um, So this game, for the first overall draft pick and the right to play Atlas in Philly, Archers takes down Chrome 12-10. to This game was super close, like going down to the very end, um, and Archers was just able to bury it in the fourth quarter. But you look at this box score, Herm, Justin Gutterding does it again. Two points. Had three goals, one two-point goal, two assists, overall six points, and uh, he keeps that two-goal uh, per-game streak alive. He's the only player in the league to have scored two goals in every single was game. Was it two goals or two points? Two goals. Oh, my God. I thought it was two points. No, two, goals? two goals? That's even more absurd. Gutty. My um, guy. And unfortunately, Let's go wings. This was Chrome's last game, so... Right. So that, I mean, that you can't lose that. Set. He scored I mean, two goals in every single game. And this if someone breaks that record and scores like three goals for every game, <laughs> or even just matches that record, I will be astonished. Because just to stay healthy through an entire season and play in every single game, that's a task on its own. And then being able to score two points in this the best league in lacrosse is just absurd. I mean, it shows you how good he freaking is. And sure. doing it kind of like. With a team that struggled, struggled all season long. So I mean, hell yeah, go you freaking gutty. Jordan Wolf, uh, four goals, mm-hmm. and then Simon Mathias contributed two points with one goal and one assist. And then the only other goal came from Mister O'Neill in the midfield for Chrome. Um, yeah, that, that was, was kind of the story that we the almost, Chrome midfield didn't almost, contribute uh, where Archer's midfield was out there being able to contribute points-wise. Right, and um, kind of midfield, really, transition. I have the storyline of the freaking day here. We've heard everyone say, oh, the Archers, if they get that first-round draft pick, they got to take Ireland, the face-off guy. Stephen Kelly won 83% of the face-offs yesterday. What? Stephen Kelly said, hold my beer. He said, everybody chill the hell out. I'm going to take this shit back over. So, I mean, hats off to Stephen Kelly going up against Connor Farrell, who's like one of the the up-and-coming face-off stars of this world. I mean, he's become almost the face of the chrome. Like, holy hell, Stephen Kelly. Who wins 83% of their face-offs in this league? Nobody. And going up against another face-off guy. If, If they were just sending out a defenseman just to try and chop him or some shit... I'd be like, okay, yeah, go win 83%. That makes sense. No, Connor Farrell was out there. Like, what? Holy, I mean, just hats off to Steven. That being said, I mean, Archers look decent. Archers attack really came to play. Archers attack and uh, Scotty Ratliff. Danny Amala with one goal. Marcus Holman with two. Will Manny with four goals and two assists. So essentially matched. Swag. Matched Justin Gutterding points-wise. Um you know, Ryan Ambler contributing two goals, mm-hmm. Christian Cuccinello kind of facilitating out there, and Joey Sankey with two assists. So Archer's got six 
of their attackmen out there in this game, which is something, which is something we haven't pretty seen. Sick. Yeah, I mean, that's important. You had a lot of flow, fresh legs on the field at all times, and they just got after it. Scott, uh, Scotty Ratliff with one goal, which was absolutely no, gnarly. Had two. No, they only that's contributed wrong. one. With, that's definitely wrong. Uh, Scotty had two goals. Danny Ipe with one goal and two assists, and Stephen Kelly had a goal as well. Uh, just adding to his absolutely phenomenal night. Yeah, but. I mean, game ball goes to Steven for sure. That being said, that is, that is wrong though. Scotty had two. I can guarantee it because uh, he's my he's my uh, spirit animal. We'll go back and watch the and tape. I feel as though spiritually, I know that he scored two goals. <laughs> um, <laughs> that being said though, uh, Chrome Chrome is gonna Chrome is gonna be good, man. I'm not concerned for their well being. I think that they were literally just feet away from plenty of other goals this week. I mean, they had beat... All season. Right. I mean, they lost so many games in such tight margins. And, I mean, Alec Tullett, for example, misses the goal from by, like, six inches on mm-hmm. a two-bomb that is 1,000% going in because nobody was stopping that. Uh, I mean, they hit three pipes, probably. Beat the... I mean, just beat the defense so many times so i mean it's just the finishing the little little things and that'll put the chrome right back back at the top because they have so much damn talent that i would not expect them not to make the playoffs yeah so like, part of the draft is already seeds. set up now too yeah so we've got chrome is going to be picking third overall chaos will pick fourth and then obviously we still have number one and two picks to determine and number mm-hmm. five and six but uh archers now will play atlas in philly and uh, I got to talk to Scotty Ratliff after the game just on the, the team's performance, what they're looking forward to, uh, going to Philly and everything. This is what Scotty had to say after the game. Yeah, I mean, again, it means a lot. It, obviously, we'd like to be in the other game. It's, it's a little bit hard to swallow to have to go there and see two teams compete for what you want. But, again, at the same time, special group of guys. We, you know, we talked about it before the game today. We're playing for each other. We're playing for the chance to spend another weekend together. Um, and, obviously, Philadelphia is a great lacrosse city, so to get to go play there is pretty cool. And uh, speaking of Scotty Ratliff, I also got to talk to him a little bit afterwards, after I got to interview him. Scotty's coming on the podcast this week, guys. So we've got Ryder Garnsey and Scotty Ratliff preliminary talks coming on the pod this week. So stay tuned. That's it's going an to announcement, be loaded. Guys. It's going to be loaded. Yeah, so, I mean, if you are going to tune into the episode at the end of the week, get ready for like a solid hour and a half because it is going to be absolutely filthy with amazing human beings and a lot of great talk whether it's lacrosse or other amazing things we felt it was only right to get at least one player from each game each game so Ryder was like hell yeah i'll come on scotty was like yeah let's do it and uh it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm looking it's forward gonna be to later this week. blast man i think that this week we we have a huge loaded week i mean with the pll coming to philadelphia this is our home this, this is, is our, our home base grounds. man i mean we have to uh, make sure that we represent it well. It kind of all starts with the NLL draft on Tuesday, though that's not the PLL. It's, it's a lacrosse it's a week. lacrosse week in Philadelphia, and you got you got to love to see it. Uh, I mean, we have got a lot of big announcements for the game itself, which will be a lot of fun. So, I mean, just stay tuned, guys, because it's going to be awesome. But it's um, going to be a lot of fun. But just a mini preview here of Philly. We've got, like we said, Whip Snakes. Redwoods in the championship bracket, yeah. Archers Atlas in the first overall pick bracket. Preliminary thoughts of just these matchups, not giving away like who you think is going to yeah, win, but no, just, just overall thoughts of these throw matchups. Throw it out there. Um, I'm, I'm honestly, I said it earlier, I'm terrified to play the Redwoods. 
<laughs> I think that you, you guys have all of the momentum coming in your favor right now. Speaking of whips, though, very cool to see Jim Stagnit out supporting both games. Of course. I mean, I've never seen someone scout Probably doing or just support scouting. the league as well as Coach Staggs. Got to see um, Mrs. Coach Staggs as well. No, she's great. They are adorable. I hope to be everything that they are one day <laughs> but it was very cool to see them just out supporting the league too like yeah i mean he didn't have to be there it's but... the same with Channy. Channy was out there yep. doing what Channy does also quick drive from stony brook speaking of uh archers too before we dive into this caught up with tom schreiber right. very cool to see him there uh he's feeling good with the uh the shoulder he's, dislocation and he's everything. getting ready for that toronto rock season you know he didn't want to jeopardize anything up in the northern and uh he's feeling good so it was, it was good to see tom and know that he's uh you know recovering well yeah it was i mean he was all smiles he was signing autographs he talked to every single child in that building i think yesterday i mean what a genuine human being absolute stud freaking just making sure every kid felt welcomed and like they were appreciated he uh he took the time and just really was a Really showed off why he's a great human being. But that being said, great to see him healthy. Or not healthy, but recovering. Because, I mean, shoulders are tough, man. I've had mm-hmm. three shoulder surgeries, so I can I can attest. I have shoulder dislocations all the time. Yep. So, um, with that, I mean, Redwoods Redwoods are going to be freaking freaking scary next week. Very scary. But I think Saturday scaries. You know what? You know what kind of frightens me too is whenever any playoffs, no matter, the mm-hmm. league, I hate being the team that gets time off. Because True. I feel that because even though you can get a little more worn down from playing an extra game, you also build something that you didn't have the yep. week before. And not saying that the whip snakes are going to lose anything. I just think that playing the game and understanding each other just that much more and getting that much better communication on the field is something that is kind of a big advantage and you see a lot in these like the nhl playoffs you see it almost every year when the team who had doesn't have the week off just comes out and shows out like because they're just getting that i guess chemistry going wow that was kind of a bad tangent sorry guys <laughs> um, that being said yeah I'm, I'm kind of concerned but i think that's gonna be a great game i mean obviously we have two of the best teams going at it redwoods and whipsnakes play each other tough every time i think that the crowd's gonna be on absurd. freaking real and then in the atlas archers game man i mean this is two teams that also play each other really well it's a matchup of an early week was it week one i want to uh no it was chrome yeah at, it was it was week two, week two was Atlas um, Archers in Chicago. Well, that would be week three or week three. Yeah, but they've played each other close and like every time. That's kind of like how Redwoods and Chaos have been. Like that's right. been the similar matchup as Archers, Archers and Atlas. Atlas. And I mean, it'll be cool to see the Atlas trying to get that first overall pick again because you know, I mean, they're a talented bunch. I love watching them play. They do have a couple big scratches. The Atlas, they don't have Callum Robinson or Ryan Brown. Which both is, with knee injuries out for the season. Both with knee injuries out for the season or the one game this weekend, which is, it's going to be tough. Callum's one of the heartbeats of that defense, and Ryan Brown is obviously Ryan Brown, can, probably the best shooter in the world. Um, we also saw Mike Earhart. We saw New York, Mike Earhart. Had a hand cast. Uh, yeah. I he mean, was listed on the injury report this week as probable, so he's more than likely going to play. But It looked more like a just precautionary. Yeah, it was a, it was a soft kind of like yeah, brace more than a cast. It's like one of those, 
like wrist cast that you wear when you rollerblade as a mm-hmm. little child. Like one of those. But it is something to keep an eye. But on. it's something to keep in mind. I mean, Earhart. He. I don't think anything's going to hold him out of this no. championship game. I mean, you get the it adrenaline could his going. Play, though. Yeah, I mean, maybe just doesn't take any two bombs or mm-hmm. something. I mean, he can still work really well. I'm sure with a little bit of soreness in the wrist, because I mean, you tape that bad boy up. Maybe get a little cortisone shot up in there, and maybe a little shot of adrenaline in the ass, and you fucking get out <laughs> on the field and get after it. So I mean, that's uh, that was a bit of a. Uh, inappropriate rant but it you guys will enjoy it it's championship um, week. it's championship week i'm just energized guys i mean it's kyle versus me but this championship versus kyle we had we had, i think we made a thousand dollar bet at the beginning of the season on this game. i don't remember that yeah but, i think we did uh, and it's like only if the whip snakes win yeah no, i thought it was if redwoods won but uh, uh we got the team right. with the highest score differential in whip snakes going up against the number four seed, the underdogs, essentially, because a lot of people counted Redwoods out. They you know, did. They, I, they, I even including myself, we, to be We didn't with you. see this happening until that outburst against Chrome, and that's when this whole thing got rolling, all pun intended. Um, and that's how Redwoods got into the playoffs. So it's going to be a, a battle, and like you said, in Atlanta, that was the, the biggest close matchup. That was matchup, such a good game. A top five game we've seen all season, and I'm really excited for this game. We saw the trophy. Oh, well. we did see the trophy. It is gorgeous. In person. I mean, like, it, it's different when you see it in person. It really just... It is beautiful. Uh, we also made a little prop bet it to kinda who's going to break me, it. It kind of <laughs> reminds me of like uh, a golf like invitational trophy. Oh, it kind of does. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's almost like too fragile for a lacrosse league. I feel like these are like <laughs> tough dudes who like want to like be big and brute. Like the Stanley Cup metal or like the lombardi trophy like you can't break those things you can dent it though you can dent it (laughs) but you definitely like can't break it you hit so like gronk hit the lombardi trophy with the baseball obviously which dented it you hit the pll championship cup it's shattering and it's broken and you're never getting it again so i mean what if they just like (laughs) what if they kept the broken trophy and like handed it out oh my god just pieces in pieces (laughs) here's your piece um, no, I mean, it's it's gorgeous, though. It's a great-looking trophy, and I hope that I see Matt Rambo hoisting it above his head next week with, like, a cheesesteak in it. I hope it's Jules. Um, but the first overall pick matchup, Atlas Archers, it's going to be a battle, too, because you've got... It's going to be a battle of the midfield, in my opinion. Yes. Whichever midfield can come out and really put their team up and give them maybe three goals will win this game. That, so and you've seeing got a guy Steve- like Scotty Ralph do what he did this weekend... Or just getting Paul Rabel back into the swing of things. I mean, these are the names that you hear all the time, and you got to see them produce. That, and you have Stephen Kelly, who came out and balled out going up against Trevor Baptiste. Yep. That's going to determine a lot, too. Stephen Kelly can like even like give three quarters of what he produced if in he, this game. If he wins over 50% with Trevor, that's, that's all they could ever... for Archers. Yeah, that's all they could ever ask for. Um, so this game's going to be a lot of fun, too. I believe that's the 11-30 game in the morning that so is, we will be yep. there bright and early yep um, come come over we will be making waffles and pancakes at our tailgate with some chicken maybe a little chicken and uh it's going to be a lot of fun so if you're going to be in philly let us know we'd love to hang out with you you know pre-game during uh in between games and all that good stuff so make sure you come out it's going to be an absolute blast whip snakes redwoods atlas archers for the number one overall pick and for the title and my my only Beg and plea to the PLL, please let the Whip Snakes and Redwoods have championship patches on their jerseys. It needs to happen. You yeah, need to you need dope. to document the first 
league championship game and create some sort of championship patch and sell the jerseys. Or come out with some jerseys that we haven't seen all season long. That'd be tight. So like the third colorway jerseys, that, that would we've be been so pleading sick. for behind the scenes. That'd be so sick. But um if not, yeah, patches will be dope. Final thought, Herm. Uh we we think we saw what PLL 2.0 was this week. Oh yeah, we got to talk about the drip really quick. Kyle oh Harrison, my God. Jared Newman, Jules, a bunch of the guys came out dripped. Oh my God! In like we didn't what get a... like the fall collection from the PLL. We, we had did... varsity jackets, the uh, starter jackets, raincoats, windbreakers. Oh, yeah, those were some of the sickest things ever. These dudes were. Popping off the bus, dripping. Oh my god! I mean, I never talk like this. Kyle Harrison, Jared Newman, Jules. The things, the clothes, the outfits that these dudes were rocking this weekend fresh were to death. Fire flames. They were like every step they took, they left a little mark from all that heat, boy. It was absurd. Yeah, it was amazing though. I, I really need to get my hands on one of those PLL rain jackets or windbreakers or whatever. I it need is. that. I need that. Starter I don't think I could rock that, but like if you can, the poof. Oh, I can. Uh, yeah, I couldn't do that. That's not for me, but like I'm a big holy fan. Holy shucks, nuggets! I want one of those freaking also, windbreakers. Shout out to Kyle Harrison's parents being in, oh, that, in the that stadium. Was great. It was yeah, awesome. Great experience. Always good to see his parents out. Of course. I mean, we got some really funny stories that we'll share with you from this weekend. One day, we have to wait for some people to retire from this league, but I am excited to tell them <laughs> one day because I mean. As this podcast grows, I can obviously start to tell you guys a little bit more. And um, let's just say you're going to want to keep tuning in for the next few years. So uh, I think that's all we got for the New York recap. Make sure you are following us on Twitter at OTBLaxPod and at UndergroundPHI. Stay tuned for this week because preliminary, Ryder Garnsey, Scotty Ratliff coming on the podcast to preview Philly with us. And... Uh, that means you should be subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Drop questions in your review for Scotty and Ryder. Yeah. Easy. And we'll we'll uh, ask as many as we can. And then if you don't have an iPhone, you can follow us on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Herm on Twitter at OTBHerm. Subscribe to his YouTube channel. And uh, we will be back with you guys later this week to preview Philly right in our backyard. And we'll be live from the NLL Draft as well on Tuesday night, so uh, stay tuned for that. But until then, this has been another edition of the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Herm, I'm Kyle. We are signing off. Peace. Peace.